Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Have you ever tried to make a change? only to feel like a complete failure. The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate, and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode on the What's Eating You podcast. I'm your host and psychologist, Stephanie Giorgio, and welcome to another Freestyle Friday Let's embrace the weekend. I am here for it. I'm super excited. It is my partner's birthday on Monday on the Queen's birthday, literally. Who has the Queen's birthday as their birthday? I actually have two people that I know. So if it's your birthday this weekend, happy, happy birthday to you. Now, today's Freestyle Friday obviously is an episode that I haven't really planned. It's kind of a mix of a a rant or thoughts of the week or what has come up. Now, I want to talk about change this week because It is such a big part of our lives that many of us may know we need to change, but some of us really struggle to make a change. And I'm going to speak a little bit about why. So this essentially came about in my personal life where obviously there are some people who need to change something. Maybe they are struggling in their relationship. Maybe they're struggling with being a new mom. Maybe they're struggling in their job. And for you, the change could be so obvious. Well, if you only just did this and if you only did that, and it can often feel quite frustrating when you make suggestions, but it's not really appreciated by the other person because they may not be in that same stage as you, right? And this is why whenever I talk to someone, I always say, are you in a feelings mood or are you in a solution focused mood? Is this event or do you want advice? Because not everyone wants advice. Not everyone wants to hear your opinion on how they can enhance their life. Now, before I get into the specifics, just a friendly reminder to like, share and rate the podcast. A big shout out to Jess. Thank you for your Apple review. Really appreciate that. On Spotify, you can like the episode and rate it out of five stars. And then on Apple, you can actually write a review. So to take the time to write a review, I am super grateful and appreciative. And if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Okay. 
Now, we're going to talk about embracing change. We're going to take a deep dive into the stages of change, why change can be so challenging, the psychological barriers that hinder change, and practical tips on how to initiate personal transformation. Now, before we get into it, I want you to reflect on when have you tried to make a change in your life? What was it? Did you quit smoking? Doesn't matter whether or not you were successful, just something you wanted to change. Was it a habit? Was it a relationship? Was it a job? Was it that you were reactive? Think about a change you've tried to make in your life. Were you successful? Why or why not? Was it hard? How did you feel about the opinions of others when you were trying to make this change? And if you're currently going through this right now, I really encourage you to write your answers down. Right? Now, change is an inevitable part of life. So whether it's a small adjustment or a significant life transition, change can bring both excitement and apprehension. To accept and understand change better, I want to go through the stages. So for those who don't know, I run a lot of trainings for organizations and people who work in mental health. And one of the trainings I run is called motivational interviewing. And it's about working with people and using a skill called motivational interviewing or MI to know where your client is at and whether they're ready for change, especially in the area of drugs and alcohol. So if you're a psychology student listening to this, definitely look at motivational interviewing, but I'm going to talk a little bit about it today. Now, essentially there are five stages of change and you'll be able to tell this in people you know. So the first stage of change is the pre-contemplation stage or pre-contemplative stage. Now, in this stage, people may not even realize that change is necessary. They're not even contemplating it. They might be unaware of the need for change and they deny that a problem exists. This stage is characterized by lack of motivation or readiness to take action, right? And there's different types of pre-contemplators. You've got your happy users and this might sound like, oh, I don't smoke as much as Ben does, why do I need to change? Or I enjoy it. There's nothing wrong with it. Or I like eating lollies. There's nothing wrong with that. So you've got your happy users who are happy to just keep on going. Then you've also got your people who may deny they have a problem or deny that it is an issue in the pre-contemplative stage. You've also got the people in denial. And in this type of pre-contemplation, they have some awareness of the need to change but they actively deny or minimize the problem. Oh, my grandfather smoked till he was 95 and he was absolutely fine. They rationalize their behavior and convince themselves that change is unnecessary. Oh, it's just a stage my toddler is going through. You know, I don't need help going through this stage. They may also be in the resigned pre-contemplation stage, which is given up or feeling hopeless about the possibility of change. Oh, it's too late. What's the point? And they believe that the change is futile because they've probably experienced failure in the past. And then 
you've got your procrastination type. So this type of pre-contemplation involves individuals who acknowledge the need for change, but continually postpone taking action. I'll start on Monday. I'll start next week. I'll just wait until this final thing at work is done and then I'll address that. So they may have intentions to change in the future, but they struggle with initiating the process. So these are all the different types of pre-contemplation. So this is even before you are really contemplating that there is a problem. Stage two is the contemplation stage. And at this stage, people start to recognize the need for change, right? They might be so sleep deprived because they've got a sleeping issue or they've got a toddler that keeps them up at night and they think, oh my gosh, I can't keep going like this. They may weigh the pros and cons like, oh, getting a sleep consultant may be um, really expensive, you know, maybe I'll just see how I go or the pros. This could really help us and we can all get sleep together. They may consider the potential benefits and challenges that change may bring. Contemplation is accompanied by a sense of ambivalence or sitting on the fence or being a bit uncertain if that's what you want. Then the next stage of change, stage three, is the preparation stage. Once individuals have made the decision to change, they enter the preparation stage. This is like planning, taking steps. Maybe it's calling a sleep consultant. Maybe it's doing some research on Google about how to quit smoking, therapists in the area of eating disorders. You start to prepare and make that step towards your desired reality. Now, this stage can involve setting goals, such as booking an appointment, gathering resources, and seeking support. Next, we have stage four, which is the action stage. And this is where you actually start to modify behaviors, thoughts, or circumstances to facilitate change. So for example, for the sleep consultant with the toddler, they start putting in the behaviors that they've been taught. They start having those nights where they're letting the baby cry out or the person is not smoking. They're either going cold turkey or maybe they've gone to hypnosis, whatever it may be. This stage of action, it's commitment, it's discipline, and it's perseverance. And it's freaking hard, right? This is where people start to implement their plans. And then stage five is maintenance. So after successfully implementing change, you just maintain it. You keep the rhythm going. You keep seeing your therapist. You keep on that bandwagon. You sustain the new habits, the new behaviors, and you consolidate the process that you've made. And this can be challenging. It requires ongoing effort and vigilance to prevent relapse. So this may be surfing the urge to binge eat. This might be prepping your food to avoid binge eating. It's about maintaining those habits that are going to see your change through. And then we've got two other stages, which is lapse and relapse. So a lapse is not the same as a relapse. A lapse just means I went out, had a ciggy, whoops, back on the bandwagon the next day versus I've gone back to smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, which is a full relapse. In the example of the toddler, it may be, oh, we let her sleep in our bed one night versus she's back to sleeping with us every night. So let's talk about why is it so hard and why is it so frustrating that people just don't do it. I know sometimes we can project our own values and our own expectations onto others. I've definitely done this, but I've also experienced this myself. So for example, I used to deal and still do 
with severe bloating from time to time. And there's a part of me that was reluctant to actually accept that maybe there is something wrong with me. Maybe there's an intolerance. Maybe there's an issue there. But then there's this part of me that's like, no, investigate it, see what you've got to do. But then there's that part of me that's like, I don't want to be on a restrictive diet, diet culture, etc. But then the healthy adult part of me is like, Steph, it's absolutely necessary and okay to eat within a certain parameter to realize if you've got some allergies or allergic reactions. Now for ages, I used to complain about this and my partners would say, Steph, do something about it. We're sick of hearing about this. Like do something like, what are you going to do about it? You always complain your stomach hurts, but you're not doing anything. And then I realized I was that person. So I'm like, yeah, you're right. Either I stop complaining or I do something about it, or I complain and say, I want to complain. I don't want your strategies. I don't want your help. I'm just going to sit in this pain. And that's just what I want to do. So if you're listening to this, maybe you can relate this to an area of your life where you know, you know, deep down that something is not right for you. You know, deep down, you're not happy with something, but you also know that that change is really hard to accept and it's scary, especially with overcoming disordered eating or an eating disorder. There's that fear of, am I going to gain weight? There's that fear of, if I actually address this and become successful, can I handle the success? People are fearful of success. They're fearful of money. They don't think they're deserving of it, right? So the fear of failure is really big and this can paralyze People because they're so afraid of either failing, they're afraid of succeeding, and stepping out of our comfort zone into unfamiliar territory can be daunting and trigger anxiety, right? So, with my gut issue, I've recently sp- spoken to a clinical naturopath who's sort of suggested just being mindful of histamine foods, etc., and just starting a bit of a log. And then, you know, my old eating disorder part, the 14 year old, is like, oh my gosh, is this restrictive? This is not balanced. This is diet culture, but it just goes to show we're on this really delicate balance now where we're almost triggered by anything that can challenge our beliefs around food. The other reason it's so hard is your brain is wired to resist change. Your brain wasn't designed to thrive. It was designed to survive and your brain prefers familiar patterns and routines And change disrupts those patterns and it requires mental and emotional adjustments. And this can be uncomfortable and overwhelming. So how do we overcome these psychological barriers and start making a change in our life? I'm going to go through a few practical tips and strategies to help you initiate your personal transformation. Now, this may sound like tough love, but I promise I'm doing this to you, not for you. So step one in the practical strategies to make a personal transformation is get real with yourself or develop your awareness. Actually take a dig deep, put all your defensiveness aside, put all of your urges to explain, to rationalize, to ignore, to talk back to people, to say, you don't know what you're talking about. Just put it all aside and actually say underneath all of this, underneath the mask, the facade, the defensiveness, the people telling me what to do. 
Do they have a point? Is there something about my situation that needs to change? How can I be honest with myself? What are the benefits if I actually listen to those around me and take action in what they are saying or in what I'm saying to myself, in what I know needs to change? Is it just accepting, you know what, I've been trying to do this for a long time. I've tried to heal my gut for a long time or I've tried to get my baby in a sleep routine. I've tried to quit smoking and I haven't had any luck. And deep down, I know that this is causing problems, but I'm ignoring it because I'm just hoping it will get better. So really get real with yourself, be vulnerable with yourself and be open and honest. For me, it was about saying, you know what, Steph, if you're not going to address your bloating or your stomach issue, are you prepared to accept that you're going to feel this way? And that's a really hard thing to come to. Are you prepared to accept not making the change? So what does not making the change look like? That's another great tip is to look on the other side of it. Now, once you've done this, the second step is start small. The reason so many people fail to make consistent change is because they set 500 different goals and they feel overwhelmed and they procrastinate and they don't start. Start super small and break it down into manageable steps. It might even be just booking that first appointment with a therapist. It might be getting that medication you need to help you quit smoking. It might be booking that doctor's appointment. And once you've done that, then book the next goal in. The next step of change is accept it's not going to be easy, right? The change isn't even the change. The hard part is the journey. It's going through it. It's doing the tests. It's speaking to the professionals. It's opening up. Like the decision to change probably isn't even the trickiest part. It's the journey itself. So number three is seek support. Get people around you. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I'm really big on being resourceful, right? When I have a business issue or a problem with social media, I will ask those in social media. And I know sometimes you can feel embarrassed, like, oh, they're going to know I have a problem or they're not going to help me. Don't care. Just ask people for help. Ask people who've overcome an eating disorder before. Ask people who've had a toddler that doesn't sleep through the night. Ask people who've quit smoking. Your most valuable assets are people who have gone through what you are trying to achieve. Number four is embrace the discomfort. With change comes uncertainty and discomfort. If you're trying to overcome an eating disorder, you have to sit with urges to purge. You have to sit with urges to binge. If you're trying to quit smoking or another habit, you have to sit with withdrawals. And it is freaking hard. But remember, being happy is hard. It actually takes effort and drive. And I always say this to people, being healthy and happy takes a lot of effort. And this is why so many people are unhappy or depressed or feeling down because it's a consistent system that you need to have in your life to ensure mental health on an ongoing basis. And the final thing is learn from setbacks, right? Failure is never a failure. It's first attempt in learning. And like I say, it's feedback. It's not failure. So if you have a binge, 
Let's do a binge analysis. What happened? A binge can actually be beneficial if you learn from it. You know, if you lapse trying to teach your kid how to sleep, what did you learn from that? How can you go from that? So instead of viewing them as failures, see them as opportunities to learn and grow. I really hope that this episode has hit home for a lot of people. It may be confronting, but I do this because I care and I know what it's like to be in that denial or be just living in the, I'm okay with this. I don't really care. I just want to vent stage, but really deep down, you know that something needs to shift. If you found this episode useful, make sure to tag me on Instagram, take a screenshot, leave a rating, leave a review, and let me know if you have any feedback for upcoming episodes or episode requests. Have a wonderful weekend. Know that you're amazing, you are enough, and I'm proud of you. See you guys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.